Hello and welcome back to Between the Notes, a motif music podcast recorded at the parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we sit down with Jake Wasson. We want to thank the parlor for hosting, as well as our other sponsors, R1 Indoor Carding, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island. We'll get started today by enjoying a performance from our guest before we sit down with him to discuss his experiences with the local music scene. So sit back, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Jake Wasson, MD. I'm not actually a doctor, but I'm going to play some songs for you tonight. And this is one of them. Cause I'm broke Every wasted night That's a different reason Why, why, why I get it under control And I write down all these lines Again and again Like I'm praying a rosary Like maybe this Hail Mary Isn't just like the one Think that I had something special to say. And now I see that everything's been said. Wouldn't it be nice if I could say it in a way that resonates someplace outside my own head? So I go out and I buy new notebooks all the time, like one of them will hold the
That's a song called Do Right, and uh, it's about doing things wrong, mostly. Uh, this next one is a song about being unstable. It's called Even Out. Better to do than I'm gonna get better 
Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, shout out to Jen, by the way. Uh, I, uh, I have a brand new old suitcase that I'm using as a bass drum that she found on the side of the road and told me about, and I went and got it, and now it's on stage with me. Uh, let's see here. This is a song about a car accident that almost happened. It's out there on various streaming platforms. It's called Too Far Gone. different tune when I'm driving a drunk ass home says she'd like to kill us both and grabs hold of the wheel and get us off the highway and she bolts I'm worried so I park the cars with downtown and it's late and she's wasted with no phone and no we're not too far from home there is no telling where she'll go when she's not thinking straight Movements 
Thanks, y'all. All right, so I got one more in my little arsenal for this evening. This song is in the long tradition of songs about love that didn't work out. You know, sometimes it's just how it is, man. You know, you do your best, and it's just not meant to be. And this is a song about being ready to do anything it takes. I mean, absolutely anything to never talk to that person again. This is the eucalyptus song. Go listen to it.
just try to beat her at her own game to make sure that gal will never bother me. Oh, yeah, she'll leave me alone. And I'll be free to stay at home or roaming all these overly specific words keep falling out my mouth till no one wants to date me just in case it all goes south. Till no one wants to date me just in case it all goes south. and check out the artists. And thanks, this week we had Jake Watson just kind of like came in and did the thing. Sounded really good. Thank you. I know you said you were kind of feeling under the weather. I think a lot of people can relate. It's yeah. just that time of year. But I think you still hit the high note. I, I heard it. it you were you. good. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, so you did a couple songs for us today and you mentioned the fabulous new suitcase that you had there. And, um, I just wanted to ask you about like playing out, performing as a solo one-man band kind of thing. What would you tell people is the hardest thing about this? Mm, ah, man, I don't know. I mean, I would say keeping a steady beat with my foot is hard. Like it, I've seen people who can do like more intricate rhythms. Like they'll have like both feet going with like a, a kick drum and like a tambourine mm -hmm. or something they play like actual beats i can't do that yeah. i just yes stompy thing yeah give it time yeah right. <laughs> i think you'll definitely perfect yeah. it um and you do you play pretty frequently around town right yeah yeah and i think i saw you have a show coming up yes so um so i've up until pretty recently i've just done the one-man band thing but uh in the past year or so, I've started playing out with a three-piece with uh, Zach Wedge and Brian Fink. Uh, we've got a show on October 21st at dusk with uh, Jake McKelvey and the Countertops, Jake Hunsinger and the Rock Bottom Band, and Electric Paisan, whose name is not Jake, but he put the thing together and he's a good dude, so yeah, we love him. Is it? It's Joe, right? Yeah, yeah, Joe. <laughs> it's close enough to yeah. Jake, okay? Like, um, yeah, Joe was on the show a couple weeks back yeah, yeah, and really right. killed it. Yeah. And I think that lineup sounds really stacked. Sounds like a good show. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking back, like, the kind of music that Joe does, Electric Paisan, and it's very similar to this, like, kind of style of songs that you do. Yeah. Not the same, like, musical style, but I think the context of the music is kind of, like, parallel for yeah sure. yeah i think so and i mean like joe and i are friends we we've played a ton of shows together and you know i think uh, a lot of i don't know maybe our influences kind of come from similar places or like maybe not exactly the same but kind of adjacent you mm -hmm. know so it's like we we fit together really well on a yeah. bill and the same goes for jake hunsinger and uh and uh jake mckelvey who isn't he's not a rhode island person but like yeah he's it's just a great bill all mm -hmm. around so I know that shows at dusk, and I normally seen you here at the parlor on Wednesdays for the open mic, yeah, right? Yeah. Which, if you guys haven't checked out Wednesday open mics, highly recommend. What would you say to somebody who wants to come out to the open mic and try it, what, for, based on your experience? Get here early. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The list fills up fast. There's a lot of people who love it and it come out every week. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I've seen you up here a couple of weeks. Actually, I think I did a video of you. That's right. Recently yeah. for a oh, surprise. If anybody doesn't know, I do run the parlor Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> um, check it out. Follow us. Make sure you are. Um, so, yeah, like I was going to say, I did a video of you. I listened to the song a couple of times after I did the video. And I was like, wow, I 
I really relate to the content of the song. Um, and it seemed to me like that you put a lot of like your personal lived experience into your music for yeah. better or for worse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that impact like, you know, playing out like. <laughs> so it's funny because like, I mean, at least, you know, right now, and hopefully this won't always be for the case, I would love to be super famous one day, but uh, at least for, for the time being, most of the people who come to my shows are my friends, so they pretty much know what's going on in my life anyway, mm -hmm. and uh, it's sort of funny, like, sometimes I'll throw a line into a song, and, like, I'll watch one of my friends hear it for the first time and just, like, know exactly what it's about, yeah. they're like, ah, I know what you're <laughs> singing about right now. Um, yeah, so it's, like, it's nerve-wracking sometimes, because uh, there's a bit of oversharing I think mm. that's like necessary for the lyrics but yeah yeah <laughs> it just makes it easier when most of your friends are musicians you know right like, shout yeah. out Jen <laughs> yeah. um, because then it's like they they relate to that like it's sort of like you're putting your not just your art out there and like your music out there but you're putting your soul out there too right which a lot of music I would say that is popular like the famous people they ain't doing all that true you know? <laughs> true yeah so good for you I really I think um it's nice to hear too, like somebody getting up here and being just like vulnerable, putting some stuff out there that is for better, for worse. And yeah, good job. Thank like you. It. Thank you so much. Um, so other than the show in October, what other stuff you got going on? Uh, let's see. Um, God, I really should have like checked all the dates before <laughs> I got up here, but uh, I've been playing a lot of like breweries and restaurants mm -hmm. and stuff lately, mm -hmm. like just kind of just solo, like I'll play in the background for like two or three hours. Uh, I just played at um, Moniker and Shades On yesterday. Nice. I'm back at Moniker again at least one other day this month. I can't remember when. <laughs> so are you playing? So when you do your one man band performances, yeah. um, you're playing mostly guitar and harp. And do you play anything else? Um, I mean, live, I typically don't. I do play a little banjo, mandolin, ukulele, bass. Um, <laughs> what else do I play? I used to play mm -hmm. saxophone back in the day. I haven't oh, touched nice. it in years. Nice. Um, yeah, I play a bunch of stuff. And, like, that tends to happen. That stuff comes out more when I record. Mm. Like, with when I'm playing live, I tend to just stick with the guitar just because it's simple and I, I know it really well, so... Um, is that what you started playing when you first started playing music was guitar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, technically, I actually started playing sax first when I was in like fifth grade. Band geek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, uh, I played alto sax uh, up until high school, and then I switched to barry sax. Um, but I haven't played it in years. But I, I started playing guitar when I was like twelve or so, and uh, all the other stuff with strings kind of came later. And same with harmonica; it's like a more recent thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you started pretty young for playing guitar, and I'm sure it really helped you a lot get through those awkward teen years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I tell people like I, like I'm not gonna lie. I started playing guitar to impress girls, and <laughs> it didn't work. I just it it made no difference whatsoever. And so all I did was sit around at home, and I was either playing guitar or playing video games, and I got pretty good at both of them. So mm -hmm. like, it all kind of worked out, I guess. <laughs> And when it comes to like songwriting and stuff too, it, it is really helpful, you know, rather yeah, than totally. having like my dear diary yeah, in your yeah. teenage <laughs> years, just put it into yeah. song, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guitar and a little bit of everything else that's string related. That's Pretty awesome. Much, yeah. And you mentioned recording. So like how, what have you um, done with your music as far as recording goes? Um, okay. So like, 
eight or nine years ago, I put out uh, a full-length album. It's, it's still there on Bandcamp. Uh, it, it doesn't sound anything like what I do now, to be totally honest. I was listening to a lot of Fleet Foxes at the time, and I think I was trying to make that happen kind of poorly. Um, <laughs> but uh, more recently, over the past year or so, I've been slowly releasing an EP one song at a time. Um, and I've got five out of six songs out now, and I'm hoping to get number six, which is the, I think it was the second song I played, Even Out. That's, that's going to be the last one that drops, and, uh, you know, hoping to have that out very soon. Nice. Yeah. One man band, one song at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's tricky, too, because, like, I do all of the production, like, all the, all the vocals, all the instruments, all the mixing, mastering, that's, it's all me. I even do the, al the album art myself, so it's, like, lots of times I'll have something, like, 90% recorded, and then, like, the limiting factor is I haven't drawn anything for it yet, and then oh, I'm like, no. oh, I don't want to do that, you know, so. Just that one last thing yeah. that usually, <laughs> that's the, the perfectionist in me is just, like, so hard relates. It's, like, that yeah, one totally. thing that keeps it from being done. <laughs> right. Um, no, but that's impressive that your creative process includes like the multitude of it from start to finish. Thanks. It's also like really, you know, a lot of pressure. And good, and good, but it's good to have that much control over yeah, it too. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's more pressure in a way just cause like if I don't do any aspect of it, then it just doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. But it's less pressure at the same time cause I don't have deadlines, but that's kind of a double-edged sword in and of itself. Cause it means that, you know, it takes me a year and a half to put out an EP, but oh, yeah. you know. So it goes. Yeah, show me a musician that doesn't have like some kind of struggles with deadlines or ADD. I right, say, right, yeah. I don't mind kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I will be very shocked. Um, but yeah, I mean, for you, like doing the one man band and then doing the all encompassing like recording thing, and then how has that like you said you kind of went a different direction musically since that? Like, how do you think that influence came about? Well, I don't know. I think. I think uh, as I started to write more of my own songs, I started to uh, find that my voice as a songwriter just lends itself more to like a bluesy, rockish, kind of punkish thing that I do than anything else. Just because like that's that's where my inspiration comes from lyrically. Like a lot of the artists that I really that I really like are kind of in that vein. And I think earlier on when I started recording, maybe I was I was like trying to, like I had a specific way that I wanted it to sound and I sort of decided on that. And I was like, okay, how do I make that happen? As opposed to just writing stuff and it just sounds how it sounds, which is what I do now, so. Yeah, that really hits home to me because it's like the evolution of an artist as they're trying to like kind of put out their art and like you have a narrative in your mind of like, I want to be a performer and I right. want it to sound like this. But then once you start doing that, you're like, actually, my my voice is not what I thought it was. Right. I'm going to go in this. And it's great that you just so naturally like went with it because a lot of people do push yeah. hard. There's yeah. like something about <laughs> the social media and like Instagram and Facebook and everything that like aesthetic yeah. that really has too much say over people sometimes and they like won't put out stuff if it doesn't vibe with their whole 
right. aesthetic. And it's right. like, just be chaotic. Just go with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a creative process, yeah. like really. <laughs> yeah, just make just make chaos your brand and you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Keep them guessing yeah. at every turn. <laughs> hey, little, it's like that indictive because you, you kind of want to watch the train wreck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like it's really it's really a compliment to you that you've put in so much work mm. and you've just been kind of chugging away performing that you actually got to that point because a lot of people don't. And thank you. Yeah. And if you were to talk to baby Jake, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other than, you know, life stuff, uh, yeah. as far as music goes, what advice would you want to give yourself? Um, just you can do more than you think. I think is is what it boils down to. I think I've kind of, in the past, have sort of limited myself. I've just kind of decided, like, oh no, I wouldn't be able to do that, you know. But lately, I've just been like, eh, we'll see what happens, mm -hmm. you know. And it tends to work out well. And uh, I think that maybe that kind of that mentality sort of stopped me from playing out more when I was younger. Stopped me from like trying to form a band or anything like that. Um, and now I'm just like, hey, you know, the world's on fire anyway. Just do whatever you want and and see see where it takes you. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And you don't know how much like you may be impacting or helping other people by doing the thing mm. that you do, you know. So it's like yeah. just stop limiting yourself from doing it because right. it might have an, an influence on other people that would help more than just yourself yeah, when you do yeah. this especially when you share like very vulnerable stuff in your music because yeah. then it kind of gives people the license they feel like they can do that too right they see a average jake uh, doing a one <laughs> right. man band thing yeah. and they're like i think i can do that too yeah, let me yeah. get up there and try it so i hope so yeah i mean if you keep that as like the basis of your music and like your career and stuff like you will get very far Honestly, because <laughs> if you just realize like me doing this and being authentic inspires other people to do it, then right. I mean, the universe supports that and definitely pushes you forward in ways that you can't even predict. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for that, right? That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, and again, I just, you know, thanks again for coming out and supporting the parlor too. Absolutely. You know? I, I know you're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For many, many, you have a big presence in the community. I think like a lot of people around town recognize your name at least. And mm. like, you probably have a, a roster of artists you've performed with that, like you guys all support each other. Yeah. Yeah, you know? definitely. And that's, it, that's it. That's what it culminates into. It's like you keep doing your thing. You be authentic. You inspire other people, and then those people will find you, and then you'll yeah. start to build it together. That's kind of like, I don't know. Right. It might be cheesy, but that's the mission. No, I mean I I agree. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the parlor obviously is one of those kinds of places that supports that type of community yeah. for musicians. Absolutely. And Dusk, shout out to Dusk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love Dusk too. Yeah, I think the parlor, like the parlor open mic, was. Not the very first, but one of the first places that I played out in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And I think it, uh, this is sort of where I found a community, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I, I think the first place I ever played was actually Powers Pub. Hey. Shout out to Jen <laughs> over there. I, we played a couple shows together out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that was fun, but it's like, it's like it's in Patuxent Village. You know, not a lot of people really come out to shows there, so it kind of wasn't really 
part of the scene in a way, right. you know, like it didn't really introduce me to like other musicians in the area for the most part. So like the parlor is kind of where I found that. Mm. Yeah. And then from here is usually like a jumping off point of like, oh, there's the skew and then there's dust. Right. And, right. Uh, even Galactic Theater, like shout out to yeah, them. I love Galactic. Yeah. They're yeah. Defi- there's definitely like these like, I would say brother and sister like type of places around yeah. town that the community always seems to flock to yeah, or like definitely. gather from. Yeah. <laughs> um, what other like places do you play like for open mic, just the parlor? Um, I, I play at Askew sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been there in a couple of weeks, um, but they do have a good open mic there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, other than that, I mean like those are kind of the main those are the main open mics that I play at. I, I used to do Madcap when that was a thing. Um, oh, yeah. Um, do you ever do any, like, busking? Yes. <laughs> I, I've actually been busking since I was 16 years old. Wow. All right. Like, basically, since I had a driver's license, I've mm-hmm. been, like, driving to various downtown areas and playing music for whoever will listen and some people who won't. Yeah. And, I was going to uh, say, does yeah. it get you, have you be- gotten in any trouble? Not really. <laughs> I mean, the, the worst thing... The worst thing that's ever happened is I've had cops like tell me that I have to move, yeah. you know, like, but like, that's not a big deal, you know, cause I just like go to a different street and keep playing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, there was actually when I was like, I don't know, like 24, 25, there was a summer when I supported myself entirely by busking mm-hmm. and it actually went pretty well. It was in Bloomington, Illinois. I, yeah. I haven't been able to pull it off in Providence, but you know, it's <laughs> not like, surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any weird uh, busking stories? Oh, my God. So many. <laughs> so many. Other than Illinois, what's the, like, weirdest place that you've... So, like, I, I grew up in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. And uh, it's it's about a 24-hour drive from here. I know because I've done that drive several times, mm-hmm. and it's not fun. But <laughs> um, actually, it is kind of fun. But anyway... Uh, this wasn't, it wasn't really a weird place. It was just like a weird thing that happened in Springfield one time. There's, there was this guy that I would see out and he would always like stop and listen to me. And then he would like come up and he would like introduce himself as if he had never met me before. And it was like, you know, like I forget stuff, you know, like I've definitely had people come up to me and be like, Hey, what's up, man? How you been? And I like have no idea who this person is. Like that happens. I get it. (laughs) But like this dude would come up to me and he'd be like, Hey, my name is this. And then the next time he saw me, he would be like, Hey, my name is this other thing. Like he gave me a different name every (laughs) single time. This happened four or five times. And then one night I'm out playing again and this guy comes up to me and he's like listening to me play and I'm like by this point I kind of know like he's gonna he's just gonna be weird like just just some weird stuff is gonna happen because it was always the case with this guy and uh I finished playing and it's like it's like late at night it was like like around bar close time it's like when I tended to busk and um this guy's like hanging around as I'm playing my last couple of songs and then I finished playing and he goes, hey, my name is this other thing that I made up just now. Like, it was another, like, yet another, like, made-up name. And he goes, hey, can I get a ride home? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not, yeah. you know? And he's like, well, why not? Like, we've, you, like, you know me. Like, we've met. I'm like, yeah, we've met. You've given me a different name every time I've seen you, dude. Like, I don't, Jeez. also, like, I don't know you like that. And, like, we went back and forth for, like, a couple minutes. And finally, I just, like, I just, like, walked away. And luckily, he didn't follow, follow me or anything. But, like, that was, that was super weird. It's multiple personalities. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if he, like, <laughs> I don't know if he, like, 
thought like I don't know if that if I don't know if he was like in in his mind he was telling me the truth or if he was like messing with me or what mm. what was going on it was super mm. weird yeah, yeah I think busking does attract just like lonely people yeah, who yeah I, talk I get to I've had so many just weird conversations with people yeah yeah, but you know, to anybody who's like, oh, I maybe I don't want to try busking after this. No, no do it, do, do it, it. Yeah. please do it. It's so much fun. It's worth like, it for all the weirdos yeah. that you meet, actually. Yeah, like I mean, you know, <laughs> as long as you're like, you know, you know, be be smart about it. You know, you don't want to be like walking down dark alleys with a guitar case full of cash. You know, like yeah. that that ends badly. But yeah, uh, and don't bring out like your favorite guitar because yeah, something right, might right. happen to it. Right, exactly. But. Yeah, I mean, like if you if you can play a few songs and you know you you like performing, like busking is a lot of fun. I would recommend it to anyone, yeah. really. Get the nerves off. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's great. I mean, your guitar is pretty nifty looking, actually. <laughs> Thanks. I'm like, yeah, I like all the stickers. I actually know most of these bands from playing at the parlors. So nice. That's cool. Yeah. And um, I saw on your Instagram you have a multitude of instrument i do i do <laughs> is this your favorite guitar um yeah yeah i mean i don't know if i really have a favorite like it's it is my it's the guitar i've had the longest that i still play old faithful <laughs> yeah i've had it i've had it since i was like probably 14 or so nice. and um yeah it's a tacoma which is a company that no longer exists um and it's just it's just beat to hell, you know. I've done all my own repairs on it, and uh, it's ugly, but it plays great. Mm. Yeah. So relatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you name your instrument? Uh, you don't yeah. have to share. Okay? Yeah, no, I I, I do. <laughs> uh, I, so like the main the main electric guitar that I play is a it's a PVT sixty, and like any guitar nerds out there will know that. Those guitars are primarily known for being ridiculously heavy. It weighs like ten pounds, so <laughs> I named that one Deadweight. Nice. And uh, I, I've, I haven't actually said this out loud. My guitars used to have different names. They oh. all used to have human names, and then like as I got older, like I named them when I was like fifteen years old. Mm -hmm. You know, just like as I got older, I was like, this doesn't fit. This feels weird. So, so I've they been have like, dead names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you could say that. Yeah, I guess they kind of have dead names. Um, so like this guitar now, I have decided recently is named Taco. Oh, nice. Oh, perfect. Yep. Because because of that, <laughs> I don't know if y'all can see it, but if you cover up the M A in Tacoma, it just says Taco. So. That's this guitar's name now. Cute. Yeah. Do you need a taco sticker on it, though? I, I do. <laughs> I do. You know, I have a whole stack of hot dog stickers for nice. some reason you know, that my friend uh, Hannah made. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I could put one of those on there, but it wouldn't make any sense. Hot dog taco? Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> various snacks. Oh, wow. Well, all right, Jake. Thank you so much for um, coming and doing the podcast today. I Thanks think. Um, you know, like I was saying, I would recommend anybody to come on down and like check out the open mic. You'll probably see Jake here playing. Uh, if you can't make it on Wednesdays, go to the show at dusk. Yeah. I think it was called what Jake's or size. Yeah, yeah, Jake <laughs> Jake Cesarize, a Halloween flannel fest. <laughs> come dressed as your favorite Jake. So on the twenty first, you'll see him performing yeah. these songs again. And yeah, is there anything else you want to like shout out to the viewers at home? Um, I, I love Providence music scene and uh, I love all of you, whoever is watching right now. <laughs> and yeah. 
Yeah, we really do appreciate you guys uh, checking out the Between the Notes podcast every week on Mondays, streaming at 7. And we want to shout out the sponsors to R1 Carding, Indoor Carding, and Grace Ale Brewing, and Trinity Beer Garden, and of course, The Parlor. And this is presented by Motif Magazine. Shout out to them as well. Thank you guys so much, and we will check you next week. This has been Motifs Between the Notes. We would like to take a moment to once more thank the sponsors for this episode, The Parlor, R1 Indoor Carding, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Grace Ale Brewing of Rhode Island. And as always, thank you for listening.